Welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 105, for the week of September 8th, 2019. I am one of your hosts, Jim, and Brandon is not with me yet for the podcast. He got home late from celebrating the Bills' big come-from-behind victory to the Jets. Uh, I was also at my house celebrating the Eagles' come-from-behind victory to the Redskins. And so if you're a Redskins fan or a Jets fan, I apologize, but this is the Marvel Comics Podcast. And what I want to tell you right off the bat is that next week I am going to be going away. I'm actually going away the next couple days. I'll be leaving to go to South Carolina to go and see the graduation of my son, Zach, into the Marines. He's graduating from boot camp. He's become an official Marine. And then after that, we're going to be driving him home where he gets to stay home for 10 days before going off to California for a little bit as well. But because of that, I won't be around for a lot of things, including maybe not getting back for Sunday's show. But because of that, what I'm going to tell you right now is that we're going to have the show on Monday next week. So when you get up on Monday morning, the show will not be in your feed and it'll be Monday night when that comes about and possibly Brandon will be sober then because his bills will never be playing on Monday night football. So he'll, he'll be ready to go with that. But tonight he will be joining me for a bunch of books. Uh, he's just getting ready for that as we speak. But yes, like I said, episode 105, you can go all over the intranets to find us. You can go to our website, which is weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. See all the reviews. They come out usually around 9 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, New Comic Book Day. Some come out before them when I kind of ease those out into the public. We also have a Twitter, which is WS Marvel Comics. And I know it's become a bit of contention but if you follow us i follow you back 100 percent. that's just how i like to do it i like to give the respect that if somebody wants to hear from me i also would like to hear from them uh i'm not creeping or anything like that so just uh, be aware of that i just think it's out of respect uh also we have a patreon account at patreon.com slash weird science where you can go and support us for this podcast if you also listen to the dc comics podcast all that sort of thing but you don't just have to support us you also get a bang for your buck we do a lot of shows we do a lot of shows on the marvel side of things we do a lot of dc we have indie comic shows we also have shows that have nothing to do with comics like our pop culture podcast that i end up doing with eric every other monday and tomorrow is every other monday so i'll be doing that with him now one of the big things that we do each and every week is a 
Marvel Comics Spotlight on the Patreon. And that is this week was actually Symbiote Spider-Man number one and Savage Avengers number five. Those were picked in a poll by the bad butts of the Fresh Start crew. Beep, boop. But yeah, so all of that. So like I said, we are going to have the show next week, but it will be on the Monday, not the Sunday. But if you do want to go and join up with the Patreon, we will have the regular spotlight that we're going to be doing, and that will be on Wednesday, that it always is we're going to do that a little early kind of get that done before i leave things like that so that's just a little psa to let everybody know what is going on but i'm going to stop there i'm going to go off join in with brandone and we can get to these books and i think that i will be talking uh with you guys later by myself for a section of two books that i'll be doing alone and also the mail will just be me tonight as well but let's go off and see just how drunk brandon is Got a line, it was Sunday night Wrote up my notes to get the feeling right Friend in that message me, he's drinking at his friends But that was at quarter to three And that's about the time the jerk passed out on me He lives in Buffalo, I could not see I guess it's just me on the weekend show Way up there in Buffalo, it's just another Sunday night Brandon's drunk again, Brandon's drunk again Ah, uh, yes, here we are, and Brandon is <laughs> drunk again. There he is. He, he is joining me now. It is football uh, season. I mean, it is football season, me. so he ended up watching his uh, bills because they were yes. in New York. Uh, I actually didn't even ask you. I didn't even look at the schedule, so I was like, if it's a home game for the bills, I will be doing this whole podcast oh, yeah. on my You'd own. Be solo. Yeah. Um, but we'll figure that's out how two that's going to go. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to figure out what we do then. But here we are. Uh, both of our teams won. They came from behind. So we're all, you know, at least we're not sad. We're excited about that. Exactly. Uh, but here we're talking Fantastic Four. We're going to start with Fantastic Four number 14, written by Dan Slott, art by Paco Medina, colors by Jesus Urbatov, and... Letters by VCs Joe Caramanga. Ben and Alicia's honeymoon didn't go quite as planned, but they've returned to their quiet life on Yancey Street. But when it comes to the Fantastic Four family, things never stay quiet for long. Not if Reed Richards can help it. And that that's a re- very generic <laughs> blurb here. I know. For an issue really where is. we've had some, you it's know, kind of problems straddling with the, the line of a couple yeah. of things there. Well, we, we've had the issue where we don't think the Fantastic Four book is going anywhere. It kind of treads water at points. It goes back and forth. This is another issue that does it, though I do like it. It's kind I, of like it, a classic fun, back to fun issue. Dan Slott's almost like the master of pulling that off. He's like, yeah, well, this issue really doesn't accomplish anything but i don't hate it at the same no time, well you know? i this is the thing i even said at one point and i think i said it on the patreon news show where you have a bunch of books i may have even said it on this i don't remember when i say things but <laughs> it's one of those where you can like the issues but i would never say that i'm really thinking the series yeah. is great but yet oh, there's yeah, a lot no. of individual I'm not issues recommending that i like it. 
people go no. buy it at the same time I'm enjoying it while I read yeah, it. But at, yeah, you're you know. enjoying individual issues. And I enjoy this issue. I reviewed it on the site and I enjoyed it. It is basically the Fantastic Four going to an ex- exhibition, uh, you know, a gallery type thing with the Marvel One, their original spaceship. And they're there to, you know, have it with all these other big spaceships and things like that. Whole this is ceremony. a big honor. Yeah. yeah. So they're there. The problem is it's going to center on what is typical of Ben, what is typical of the thing where he's there. And at one point, I, I'm getting so angry because they're having the celebration and everybody's like, all right, you know, let's look around. Let's shake some hands. There's people asking for autographs. And this kid walks by and he's like, check out that monster, Ma. I didn't even <laughs> think it was real, but that monster's real. Listen, we're, we're at a celebration for the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic yeah. Four are a big thing. How does this with kid? The I mean, really, yeah. really, this kid should be smacked right upside his face. And you know, By I'm not thing. saying yeah. I'm not saying that kid should be smacked, but really, he's there throwing shade at the thing when you're at a, a celebration of the thing, the thing and the Fantastic yeah. Four and all these things going on. And these and are, it, you know. Uh, the first official documented heroes of the Marvel Universe, yeah. essentially. So not it is, it having is so to know them is now. really yeah. out of place, you know? No, and, and so it's just there to start what it's is like going to continue. in the history books of this universe, Yeah, for yeah, sure. and, and as you continue, yeah, there is a better version when old Duke and Sandy come out, and I, I want to really slap them, but this kid right away, it's so forced to me. that That is pretty much... The only thing I thought that was forced in here, because you get a lot of fun as you go through this, because you see even the, the Marvel one, it's just, you know, this cylinder rocket. It's got yeah. dents and stuff. It's an old it school rocket. You have Val it's, like, it's like the rocket of that guy building his own rocket in, in, in yeah. wherever he, you know, Iowa or Kansas, yeah, yeah. wherever he's I mean, doing it, all it that. It's just <laughs> like an old school rocket. Yes, there. So that's what it's it looks there. like. And you do have Val and Franklin. I love this way of Dan Slott kind of poking fun at old people, but also young people as well. And that's where I think it's served. Not this kid going, what's that monster dare to mommies? Because Val and Franklin are like, man, what's that old dented tube? Boy, that, that looks really stupid. Yeah. How did you think like, you were getting anywhere with that, Dad? Yeah, he's like, dummy. this is this is classic, <laughs> a perfect design. I mean, look at the lines. And, you know, that was like, yeah, well, the FTL drive is so outdated on that. And, Sounds you know, like it's he's looking at pictures on Instagram. Look at I'm these angles, you, you know? It's not, I'm telling you, it's more like me sitting there with my kids saying, you know, you don't know what records are. These were these things we used to play on the thing. And they're like, records? I mean, that's so outdated. We just yeah. have our iTunes and stuff so uh it it really made me laugh the way that was but you have reed is really like waxing poetic about it he's really enjoying like the old school look and how it should have worked even says you really really should have worked well you go off with ben and ben is the big focus of this where he ends up going and he he's saying you know i don't even know why i was here you know it reminds me of how i messed up or whatever he ends up pressing they have the black box recording which is weird because he even says I didn't know they had this. It's a weird thing to just pop up without them ever knowing, it seems. But he hits right. the deal. And really, when you listen to it and you get some old school panels from the first issue, stuff like that is just going on, obviously, where Ben was yelling about the gamma rays. Uh, we're, we're not going to have enough shielding. Reed was telling him the shielding was fine. But when he hits the black box, 
everything that he's upset about, everything he's saying to Alicia about, you know, I don't like to come here to my, you know, my worst thing that I ever did, whatever. When you hit the black box, you are reminded that it was not his fault. It, no. it was pretty much he was right. And yeah. I thought that when this happened, he was at he, least going to back off. I, a and little. I think the only the, the entire underlying reason of thing doesn't like re, being reminded of this is because everyone else got kind of these cool yeah, powers, well, but did. didn't get deformed. And he's, but he's still this sitting is the there. only I, reason yeah. he hates being reminded of this is because it deformed him while getting these It's just weird you powers. have the black box, though, that actually pretty much where he's saying, like, you know, hey, I was more than this. I, I survived the crash. I look at all the these other there, planes. I love too, at yeah, the same yeah. time. Where the it art. shows the deal. Yes, the classic art. Yeah. It, it yeah, always so, gets me every yeah, single it time. Does. It's mine. And <laughs> so he's listening, and he was right. Uh, but while this is going on, Ben you was know, right. Uh, Let's print the shirt. Yeah, ben was know? right. He was right. <laughs> and, and and we already knew this, but it's one of those where, he, like I said, it leads into him saying, you know, there's the friendship seven, John Glenn orbited around the earth three times. There's this, uh, you know, the X one where uh, Jaeger broke the sound barrier and there's my tube that I messed up, but it, it really wasn't his fault, but he is a monster. And so you go in, but he's our monster. Well, then yes. you go off and you do <laughs> see Sue and Johnny and they're there signing autographs. I like the one where Johnny gets an autograph. The guy comes up and he's like, Hey, can I have your autograph? Not as the human torch. I actually wanted this Johnny storm. You know, you're an inspiration me as the pilot deal so you know i don't care about that human torch deal and that's kind of cool um but they run into sandy and duke and it's a funny thing here and this is where dan slot kind of got me because these were the two pilots that sue and johnny took the places of when they actually had the first flight they were supposed to be the pilots and you know you ended up and it's so goofy that it ended up johnny and sue jumped on that rocket i mean it, it is a goofy deal but they come and they say you know there's johnny's like hey by the way you know this is a long time coming never talked to you about this i'm glad you showed up here hey you know what I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we took your place. You could have been superheroes. And we ended up being the superheroes that you could have been. And these two, a guy and a girl, Sandy and Duke, go, what? No way. There's no way we wanted to do that because there's a one in four chance we would have ended up like old Ben Grimm, a monster. And Johnny gets mad. He is about to go ham on him. He's so mad. Sue Mm -hmm. has to calm him down. And they have to go. And I'm like, what a bunch of jerks. But yeah, they go off. And this is where, you know, Reed goes to, you know, they lay down him and Sue and they're Reed's thinking he's up, he's working at things. It's obvious that he wants to try to redo the rocket, at least because he's thinking about it. He goes off to work on that. Johnny ends up with all this. He just goes up and flies up in the sky and you get this deal where and it has the old school art look as well. Not as much as the actual old school art, but that's my minor complaint about this is that previously in the issue they did old school art for flashbacks yeah. and then they did more flashbacks later and didn't use old yeah, school the thing art is, though because it's new it's I not know, really something that so it's showing you and it's funny to me because it's dan slot trying to say hey you know how stupid it was that a kid just got on the, the rocket well <laughs> You didn't know this, but he actually trained and actually became an astronaut <laughs> in a weekend. It makes yeah. it more ridiculous. It's almost He's like 12. making an explanation yeah, of something, and then it makes it more ridiculous. But it's fun where they end up there. There's you know Sandy and Duke. They're getting ready. Ben has problems with the shielding, with the gamma rays. We get that. Johnny's like, why, why can't I go? 
I want to go. I'm like, this isn't something you just sit around and say, I want to go. But you don't Ben's just get like, to go to space. Yeah. So Ben's <laughs> like, you want to go? All right. Well, you're going to have to train to be an astronaut. I'm going to put you through the ringer here, kid. And you see that not only does Johnny do okay, he excels. He does great. And it goes through the whole thing of, okay, Johnny, you're you're done there underwater testing. And he's like, no, no, what's the record? Then he's, you know, the G-force training is like, you know, crank it up. It's pretty cool that he ends yeah. up and he does end up then becoming It's almost like he was superpowered before he was superpowered Yeah, well, he's just really reason. good. And he says, he even yeah. says to Ben... I, I think it's my destiny to go to space, which Ben thinks is ridiculous. And Ben actually acts him. like a jerk to, you know, almost throws him under the bus <laughs> when he does go back to talk to Sandy and Duke. Because they're like, you're serious? That's our backup pilot. Ah, that kid's not going to do anything. They don't count on him doing anything. Um, but really what's going on now is that Reed is going to now make a new rocket. He wants to try to do the whole thing again. Johnny finds out, same yep. design, a little updated, but the same kind of deal. He's not making this, you know, brand new or anything. It's going to be the same design, just a little tweaks. He ends up more shielding. And him and Johnny end up doing it without powers. They say they want to do it old school. Now, the funniest yep. thing in this is that Alicia gets up and she ends up running into a wall or some of the furniture. And she <laughs> is so pissed oh, off. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, she doesn't hold back. Because Reed is expanding and yeah, desizing the yeah. apartment. He ended yeah. up expanding his work area. So the apartment part of it did get smaller. Things were changed. And she, she's used to the layout. I wonder if he changed the rent something. as a result. You know, no, I just think he did it to screw with her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they just screw with her <laughs> and did that. So he, he she ends up saying, like, listen, I'm blind. I don't know if you'd realize this. I stretch. Uh, I'm blind. And, and you move something. I'm going to run into it, you jerk. She really seems pissed. Like, really bad. Oh, she's bad real too. mad. Yeah, yeah she she's is. She's the villain of this issue. Oh, my God. Too. She really, it, it almost <laughs> made me cringe that she was so angry. But, yeah, so Reed says, hey, me and Johnny, we made it. I want to show you the Marvel 2. We're going to go and, you know, we're going to do our original mission. We're going to, And it's so funny that Val's like, what? Like we have, we have like seven cars that can go to where your original mission was. And he's like, no, no, no. We're doing it old school. This old is what school. we have yeah, to do. It's school. something that we should do. It's kind of like it's almost like the final bookend to what started this all. And let's do this. Ben doesn't want any parts of it. Ben's like, how dare you? Like, why wouldn't you come and ask me? That's ridiculous. I'm never doing this. This is stupid. He ends up cursing, yelling. He goes off. And the best part is Alicia, she does redeem herself here because as Sue Johnny and Reed are kind of there with the rocket. They're getting ready to do this mission. <laughs> ben says he's not going to do it. You already see it and you already get the idea because Ben's sitting there complaining. How could they think they're going to do this? Look at this and that. Hey, As this you is know going he's on, doing it at Alicia this point. Totally is do. making sandwiches. She she's making coffee. She's setting <laughs> everything up, and really, she's putting it in his thermos. The coffee. She knows he's going to do it. There's yep. no way he's not going to do it. And I thought I it was like so funny. It and was. as as he's doing, the, you know, yelling and screaming. Also, I want to point out the nice cast too. in a polo. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I like the idea that we continue with the cast. That's a good. You know, I, continuation. I think the part that sets him over the edge is when uh, Herbie oh, gets it is. called well, into action. Well, he ends up looking, yeah. and he ends up looking and calls them up to say, she says, oh, shouldn't you say goodbye? 
And he's like, yeah, I guess I should say goodbye. She, he gets on the video screen and Herbie is there. Herbie the robot is there as the pilot. And he's like, what? And Sam, Herbie, oh no, not the, Herbie's not going to pilot. And he's like, get me my uniform. And she's like, it's right here. She's already ready. He gets it on and she's like, here's your snacks. And it's funny too. They're going in a rocket and she has like a lunch pail of, of subs and, and, and coffee. But she's like, Those here you go. in space. That's not yeah, a good yeah. idea, It's right? so funny though. She's like, here you go. I always and he's like, you knew I was going to go. Oh, man. So he goes up and then the the big joke is it's not really Herbie. It's just an empty kind of, you know, almost like a cardboard cutout type deal of him. It's just like a plastic version of him that isn't actually working. And then he sees that the seat that's for the pilots made for him. So he's like, oh, you knew you knew I was going to do this. And that's where Reed says this is a better ship. It's got more shielding. We don't have to. And really, what are they going to have to worry about anyway? Well, you know, I, 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 know. I get the idea. You the only thing that you could get is if they is, end up really. hitting gamma rays and it untransforms them. But we've seen that uh, you know, wants, a lot. Basically. Too. Yeah, yeah. And we've seen that so many times. So it happens you end once up, a year. As yeah, it is. yeah. Yeah. So they end up blasting off. And then I can only think think that number one the uh yancey streets on fire because basically yeah. a huge rocket is there's got to be building codes for this yeah exactly. yeah really and i mean <laughs> somebody's got to go over there and say you really can't have rockets blasting off out of the building but hey they end up blasting off to go off and finish their original mission and i think that this is a, an issue that number one if you haven't been reading any of this dan slot fantastic four and you like the Fantastic Four, you can read this issue and enjoy it because this yeah, is almost one like and one done. of those. One yeah, and, and it's one, and it will continue. But just this whole deal of, you know, this is classic. You know, you can kind of have fun with it, have fun with the classic deal. So I liked it. I like. I the think art that's what makes lot. this book stand out a little bit from the other Marvel books too. Is the family relationship in it, and yeah. that's what you know kind of makes me be like, even though we get these random one shots that don't have an overarching story, like. I enjoyed I enjoyed it enough to have fun yeah. fun with it that you know I it, it is what this. it is I like but it. I, I enjoy it you know yeah I gave it an eight on the site I, I couldn't go higher because again it doesn't really do much overall for what we've gotten before it is kind of a start of a new little arc here but you know we had so many things going on and then just have this but it is fun and it is nice and you do see you know if it, it really to me it's weird because I would have thought this would have been better as maybe one of the first couple issues as well because you do get the ben doesn't like being the thing it's yeah. a monster thing that the we all know but ties it to this current time period is the apartment nonsense yeah, really yeah yeah and and the cast <laughs> maybe but yeah yeah, yeah i'm saying cast, though if, yeah. if you ended up making it a different way you, you could add it earlier and i think it would have been pretty cool for people just to jump on but as a one issue deal i think that it was really good uh what would you give it yeah, I would give it a 7.5. I mean, I, I, Dan Slott isn't doing anything outstanding with this title, but he does give you good, like, family-centered issues that, you know, get, hit your sweet spots, I guess, yeah. essentially. And, and, yeah, this hit my know, sweet spot. It did. Exactly. I, I yeah, it did. Like, you're like, oh, this is a good family-oriented issue. It's it, it's just uh, Fantastic Four related. And, and you know, if yeah. you like the Fantastic Four, you're going to dig this type of stuff. So I, yeah, I think yeah. he does a good job of catering to the – Fantastic Four fans and I don't know I, I wouldn't say I'm a diehard Fantastic Four fan but I, I, I look forward to this book enough that I don't dread when it comes up on our schedule yeah. so yeah, I, I, like I, it. I wish I, they would do a little more with it but other than that I love the art this issue and 
And this was a, a fun, you know, story for a one shot, yeah. essentially. And, and yeah, yeah, Ben, who, you know, you're always going to feel sympathetic for him if people are making fun of him. But having Johnny get mad at Sandy and Duke, almost, you know, to fight them, that was big. And yeah. then seeing Reed being excited to do old school things, that was cool, too. So I, I really did like it. I, I do like, too, where Val and Franklin, they're like, we're not coming along. They're like, you're not invited. <laughs> you're going over to get babysat. Don't, guys, don't mess up exactly. this time. Behave. Yeah. Get out of here. Well, go, so I did like that. The- those gremlins that pop yeah, up really. randomly, well, that's whatever what that's saying. all they, about. They end up saying, you know, <laughs> go over and don't get into trouble this time. I think they're saying, don't get any yeah. gremlins this time. But yeah. we're going to go off to the next book. All right. And the next book is Absolute Carnage Scream, a number two. Dose. And reading this, uh, did we talk about Scream number one on the yeah. podcast? No, I thought yeah, we, we did. did. Yep. And so when I when I ended up going to read this, I thought, oh my, we didn't do number one. Nope, I did. go to read I go to read it again. And I'm telling you, with my bad memory, I'm like, did did we read this? And I kind of remember Funeral stuff Pyre, about it. which basically yeah. led into this. Heavily. Yeah, and I, I I kept thinking to myself like. Did did I read this? Did I, you know, all this? And then I realized, yes, we did. Uh, and then I thought, I think we did talk about it because at that point, a lot of people were down with the first issue of it. And we liked it a little more. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, not much to this one. It nope. is, like I said, Absolute Carnage Very Scream number two. Very confusing, too, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, there's weird transitions. Uh, written by Cullen Bunn, art by Gerardo Sandoval and Alex Arismendi. Uh, inks by Alex Arismendi and Geraldo Sandoval and Preach. Victor Nava. Letters by Eric. Our letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Colors wow. by Eric Asianega. <laughs> I'm telling you, you there's, uh, no, there's about seven trillion <laughs> names here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to read the whole many thing. It goes in the whole too deal. Many beers. Yeah, really. Uh, basically, <laughs> all you have to know is that the Scream symbiote came back as Donna Diego, the original host of the Scream, ended up bringing her dead body back. That then went after Patricia Robertson, who was the former host to the Mania symbiote, and it ended up taking her over. And now, it is going after Andy uh, that we are that that's the character that the, we actually the, like the host of Mania after yeah yeah the, I mean I'm telling person, you it gets so, really crazy yes. but now she has that the you know the hell mark she has their, yeah, her power mark uh-huh. yeah so she has the hell mark powers well you end up having the scream symbiote trying to go after her it seems as if carnage and, and this is where it's a little different here where it seems as if carnage has sent the scream symbiote to get Andy for something else. It's not just showing up to rip her spine out, no. try to get the codex, something like that. Obviously, you would think that it wants to have something to do with the Hellmark power. Oh yeah, I, uh, I think a lot because the, that's been the one form of fire that's actually been effective against yeah. the Carnage symbiote. Yep. So, it, so it wants that to is take one control thing. of her. Yeah. Now, if, if I remember right, when we did talk about funeral pyre, that was where we were confused because somebody was following Andy around. I, I believe that was that issue. Yeah, and me and John Jack had two guesses. He thought it was Flash Thompson, which I thought was a clever time. I think uh, it is. And guess. that's where, yeah. if it is Flash Thompson, and that is the case, say John Jack is right. And I hope he is, because that'd be awesome. I, I do too. I miss If that Flash is a lot. right, then that would be a reason why Carnage would want to capture yeah. we Andy thought it and not was just, just Carnage because he was in a yeah, red that's hoodie, what we if thought, I'm not in the red deal. Yeah. So that, that might be a little twist. By the end is that it's trying to get Flash 
and, and can't seem to get, but knows that if it gets or Andy, Flash because ends Andy, up being the trump card to end all this, you know, yeah, that well, would be Andy awesome. ended up, but I'm just wondering why it isn't just Carnage showing up and ripping Andy's, you know, spine out. This seems yeah. as if it, it exactly. wants to capture her. Uh, it ends up kind of backfiring a bit because as this is going on, you do have Scream symbiote fighting Andy. Andy is using the Hellmark power. She's using that fire that she can use. And as this goes on, she ends up firing into the you know the scream symbiote that has patricia in it and in that it seems as if as the fire's burning there she kind of gets a little mind of her own says you know i'm hearing all these voices i don't want this yeah ends up grabbing the null symbol that all these symbiotes have on their head pulls it off and throws it against the wall and it kind of goes down like almost like you throw a pancake at the wall there (laughs) and that is something new we haven't seen right we no, have it that's yeah, what that's i fresh. and that's this is what new. happens tanya goes and it's breakfast she's like honey i made pancakes i'm like what and i throw them against the wall because i hate pancakes i can't oh, stand really? them i think they're I nonsense. made those this morning pancakes i'll are dare nonsense. you shame my pancakes there is no there is nothing good about pancakes I, i'm i'm even going with my, the idea my that, daughter to this morning real quick that. story she goes uh can you make pancakes i'm like okay sure random request she usually wants waffles but whatever yeah. i'll make pancakes uh, and because she's smart that's yeah. why. She, well, I, I don't like disagree. I prefer yeah, waffles, waffles myself. But she said, like, can you make regular pancakes and chocolate chip pancakes? I'm like, but no. you don't like chocolate chip pancakes. Why would I make and those? She's, she's like, whatever. She's okay, like, listen, just Dad, make I said regular. chocolate chip. You shut your mouth and make <laughs> me like, the pancakes. Well, why am I making chocolate I'll tell chip you, if nobody's I'll tell you the reason. These. There's two reasons why I don't like pancakes. Number one, they're nonsense. Number two <laughs> is when me and Tanya first got married, Seriously. we had our first son, Alex. Yeah. We ended up not having a lot of money. We got a house. We have a newborn. We're trying to do things. So we have to cut corners. And one of the things the cut corners pancakes are, are just dirt cheap to make they really yeah. are oh, especially yeah, are. if you get the mix you just add water like flour sugar yeah, i'm telling you if you just get scratch, that mix nothing. from t- yeah. What do you think? I'm a Rockefeller getting, you know, flour and eggs and, and, and oil? <laughs> the heck with that. We, we would just get the instant one, the add water. Yeah. And we had pancakes every single night. It was the worst. And I didn't like them then. We ended up, I had a job way back. It was like my second job. I actually had two jobs at one point at this time. And the one was early in the morning opening up Hardee's, the fast food restaurant. I was one of the guys who opened it before school even and stuff. And then the the second one was on the weekends then. I would work till like 2 a.m. at the seafood place in town. And there is a diner. And afterwards, everybody, hey, you want to go get pancakes? What do you think I am? I'm at home. I don't don't like plain pancakes, but when I go to like, you know, IHOP or whatever, I get some fancy dirty ones i love those i'm telling you i hop the international house of pancakes may sound very fancy like you need you know a passport but i know it's not that fancy and i <laughs> no, don't like the pancakes. Trash, but yeah, I, I don't like the pancakes. pancakes it's like reggie loves the waffle house that's another garbage yeah. place but so ends up there where you have patricia then break free of Knowles control and not yeah. even knows carnage's control right and Null so through carnage yeah, whatever's yeah, going through on that there. so you don't have all those voices in her head and actually she kind of now is 
what appears like you're going to end up through this is a scream symbiote that now will team up with andy to put the fight back to carnage and and it kind of goes that way now at, at the point the scream symbiote just wants to get the heck out of there let's go hide let's you know get you out of here we do have carnage trying to get you and but they end up saving some people because they have all of these you know all these lame carnage symbiotes you know those yeah. generic ones the almost zombies carnage zombies, zombies whatever yeah. they are they yeah. end up almost killing a family and uh, you know or at least a bunch of people on the street they don't look like a family actually they just seem to be people walking down the street and andy and you know the scream symbiote with patricia in it do fight back and and take the fight to these symbiotes and this seems to be like all right this is kind of a neat twist i actually I like, like this, this. i like yeah. this idea I like of the art these two too. teaming I up why. i do too yeah but then she just gets taken over again. By the end, she just gets taken I know, over again. I don't understand. And Maybe because they're closer to Carnage because well, he shows up she at the end. She says that. She says yeah. the voices are getting louder. He must be near her. Carnage is near her. But I like this idea of having one of these symbiotes being able to fight back. And we did see in the first issue, Patricia was mania before, like we said. But now that she was going to get taken over by the Scream symbiote, she was you know, taking it to the streets. She had tech yeah. that she had My, made to yeah. fight back and she I was know. pretty kicked she butt. was pretty ba yeah. yeah i really liked it and uh it was a shame that then she got taken over by the scream symbiote yeah, now she's and, fighting back it was really neat yeah, i her thought this mania was a really neat her, deal I, I always call her mania but andy yeah, yeah. her and andy together without the symbiotes would have been a real cool yeah, team especially because but they I were two former manias this, my theory is because the symbiote was formally connected to the hellmark is why it can resist at points the carnage yeah you know well, the carnage uh, at the end lore. because that's yeah, the, the worst I part think of it's it. It's still yeah. dependent on location and how close well, it is. Well, it to comes them. close. So yeah. you get this, and, and it's weird because this should be something big. This shows you, at least for this, it seems to show if you can rip off that symbol of the symbiote, if you can rip that off and throw it against a wall like a pancake, <laughs> they end up being able to, to break the control. That that's should be That's also big. how you see if noodles are done. If you throw yeah, them against the wall too. and they stick, you know, that's And, that's and that, that's what They're I'm done. saying. When I, when I say about the pancakes, that's what I'm doing is I'm throwing them against the wall to see if they're done. And basically it is they're done. And I throw them against the yeah. wall and say, make me waffles. Those pancakes yeah, are right. done. Yep. You leave them there. But yeah, so at the end though, uh, because Carnage is near, even she says it. Oh my, he must be getting near. He's getting stronger again. I can hear the voices. The symbol pops back on. And that's where Andy's like, no, 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 you can fight it. You can fight him. I know you can. You can do it. You already did it before. And still, even, even with rubbing the symbol, her back, trying yeah, to make even it with all the better. symbol here, she is fighting it back. She's like, oh no, you don't understand. It's so She's strong. Like, it's close. Yeah, I'm trying. And yeah, and then that's where you see that, yeah, he, he's very close because there he is. And he's just basically, you know, did I interrupt some gossiping ladies? <laughs> and yeah, it's like, you know, Andy Benton must I survive. It Carnage's says there. dialogue. He's such yeah, a Yeah, he's a trash talker creep. Yeah. yeah. So with that, you end up now listen here, though, by the end of this. 
she has not scream I'm talking about has not fully shown that she has gone back to the dark side no, she she's is trying to fight the middle. Yeah. and so this little narration of you know this is it Carnage demands an offering and we will give him what he wants unless we stop him Andy Benton must survive so in my mind that is the scream symbiote saying that so is still able to try to fight it off we'll see how that goes I like this it just is too. so quick it's so it quick is. I said to you, I'm, we're already past. We're, we're a little over 10 minutes talking about it. I think I said to you, like, I don't know how we're going to talk five minutes about this. It's so quick. Yeah. I liked I it, though. And it did end Pancake up. Pancake talk was how we yeah, got to really, 10 minutes. Yeah, really. That is actually the deal. I didn't even think of that. Uh, but, yeah, you, you end up kind of putting a new rule in the game. Uh, I don't mind that. I think it's cool. The art, like you said, I do like the art somewhat. It's cartoony. It's It's cartoony. cartoony. And I always like cartoony art. Me too. I don't know if it serves it in this. Not the series. You have two artists. It gets away from the horror tone. Yeah. Well, you you have two artists. The beginning is kind of almost like a 2D kind of look. The characters kind of look flat. Actually looks a lot like uh, Dylan Burnett's art a little that we had on, uh, you know, uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. And the X-Force, it does look like that a, a little bit. cleaner, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then once once you throw the, the symbiote against the wall like a pancake, the <laughs> art changes in the next couple uh, pages yeah. to a That's very cartoony the point. art. You're, you're yeah, it right. is. Yeah. It's where the, the pancake happens. And <laughs> some of that is good. It just it, and even so, cartoony in an anime type of way, and some of it I really like. I That's love the way Scream it looks in that me second a lot of half. Pool a little bit, yeah, like yeah. Garuhu or whoever. And, uh, yeah, like. yeah, Garuhu. Yeah. Uh, yep. But yeah, I even like that whole spread page there that you have. You know, you see the Wolverine oh, as the deal. You see, yeah. you see all these things going on there. I thought it was cool. But yeah, there is kind of an abrupt change there. Some of the things come off as a little too cartoony. But overall, I still like the art. The story's just a little too quick. You don't get much, but at least we see somebody fighting back against Carnage's control. We see throwing like pancake and all like that. So I'm going to give it a seven. I, I liked it. It's just I can't go any higher just because of how quick no. it was. It's and still a how, tie-in, you know, and it doesn't and elaborate much on the because story. Because it's a tie-in, I don't know how much these new rules are going to you know, yeah, go against the reason, whole thing. You are a huge Scream fan uh, in the symbiote lineup. This is this book is what you've been waiting for in yeah, life. Yeah. But other yeah. than that, you know, it's it's a tie into the event. It's not bad though. If you're no, buying it's everything, it's something you can you know rest and, and your I'll head on. You, is like I didn't waste money. You know, I can't say that it really for somebody like me who never knew Andy Benton. You know, I think it's cool yeah. connection. I, with I Flash. enjoy Andy as a character, and personally. that's the yeah. thing is this does not give me enough to say she's my favorite, right. but it does intrigue me enough to go and read some other things yeah. with her because Funeral I think she's Pyre really cool. was a good introduction to her, yeah. I think. And if you like, you know, the, if you like Flash Thompson, go back and read some of that Flash Space Thompson. Night and the, and the yeah. previous series of that, and she's in all that stuff. Yeah, so. I, I got to check that out because I, I do like uh, Flash Thompson a lot. Now, uh, as that's being said, we, we are going to go forward with the mail, and I will mention why there's a, a bit of problem with me going and reading some of these things now because Marvel <laughs> has completely screwed me with my Marvel Unlimited still. I still haven't gotten word from uh, you them. I'm so angry. There? No! I, I oh, can get I, in. I, get, I got no, in. No, I get in. It's telling me I don't have a subscription. 
So oh, I'm in. Oh, I can oh, log oh. in. It just tells me, "Hey, yeah. you should join up for unlimited." I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" That's no. why I'm I'm going into this I'm, because I'm of that. dreading I my Hulu so because currently my Hulu I get for free because I pay for yeah, Spotify, yeah. and I'm dreading when all this Hulu goes to Disney Plus stuff. It that's yeah, going to go gonna, away, and, and I, that's you the know, thing. I, I ended up and I explain it a little more uh, in detail in the mail when I get mad again. Uh, I ended up taking your advice. I ended up using my points to get a free month it worked yep. for two days i was ever. fine <laughs> i was working for two days everything was fine i had already fixed my login all that was done two days after getting this free trial for a month i'm completely out and it says i have to get a subscription and the thing is because of the idea yeah i'm a cheap guy i'm mad that i don't get my free month but even so even if i decided well you know it's worth it i love marvel unlimited i'm gonna pay but i still yeah, don't yeah. know that that's gonna stick so i'm not I gonna know. pay then i go to the site and the part where i can you know unsubscribe so that i don't get charged uh, you know after the free month and that page is down i can't get into it the last three <laughs> days i'm trying to get into that i can't i'm so angry yeah. they're, they're, they're scrolling me out in a transition period with all the websites so crazy. stuff yeah. is just a disaster yeah right it is now. it's it crazy is. even my espn stuff like i can imagine with fantasy football i'm so glad i don't use espn for that yeah. right now because this is not the time of year to to aggravate no. people with fantasy football logins no, no, and well, everything else. Even then, like I explained to everybody, I'm on Wednesday of this week. I'm leaving to go to South Carolina. I'm going to be there for four or five days. This is where I wanted the app. I, I'm actually <laughs> we're going to get all the stuff done ahead of time. I yep. actually can read stuff and my ledger yeah, catch up I can on read, the backlog yeah right? i can like some stuff and i can read some older things to kind of get a little idea of it. nope i can't not me not old jimbo they don't let me but we're gonna there's go a, off there's now. always a roadblock right? yeah there is it stinks but we're gonna go off now to the mail that is gonna be with me again yelling about the marvel unlimited episode there you go <laughs> you'll have a little repeat here by myself but we'll go off to that right now do you have the time to drop me and Brendan a line? And with science, mumblecomics at gmail.com. We will read them all at the wrong turn, says Mel Call. Whether they're positive or when they are not. You can give a shout out to your peeps. Make fun of Brandon, but not me. It's all for the weekend show. Brandon lives in Buffalo. Now here's something to say. Yo, it's mail call. Hello, everybody. It's time for mail section number one, and Brandon is not here with me. So I'm going to be doing it all on my own, just like the second part of the mail. And I'm not sure if I remember me saying that Brandon was there for the first part. He is not. So if I say that later, disregard it. This is mail section number one. If you want to be part of the mail sections and be a star of the show, unlike Brandon... Email us in at weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail.com. And really, it isn't that Brandon's drunk or passed out, possibly. He was just out celebrating uh, and is getting home late. And and in the meantime, I have to end up going and getting my kids from their job. They both work at Walmart together at the moment. And I have to go get them at 10 o'clock. And so I need to get some of these things done so that we're not up until 1 a.m. I, I ended up 
one of the last couple of weeks, and it may have even been that four-hour show, but even so, even when we're not doing four-hour shows, I think even last week, I think I was up to like 2.30 a.m. editing the podcast. I can't do that. I get tired. I get real tired. Then I have to go to work. And it's one of those. I said uh, on a bunch of podcasts, when Monday comes and I get to go to work, that's actually more relaxing because then I don't have to do this editing nonsense. I hate editing. That's why I never really, if, if we mess up, that's staying. That's not what I'm saying, editing. Editing is me just getting noise out and then, you know, connecting the dots of segments, things like that. But that still takes a lot of time. I'm not going to sit there and change every um and well and mess up. I think that that's just natural talk. And you know who else has some natural talk? Jacob. Jacob with a K says, hey, Weird Science crew. I had a friend of mine ask me about Sleeper, the symbiote, the other day. And since you were a bit confused, after reading the wiki, I can un- I can understand why. I thought I might have a brief history from the miniseries he appeared in, Venom First Host. Now, he doesn't mean Sleeper, the Woody Allen movie. And I'm really, are we allowed to like that anymore? I hear we're not. Sleeper is an offspring of Venom like the Carnage symbiote was. Eddie used Sleeper when the Venom symbiote was stolen by a Kree soldier named Tel Carr. I love those dash names that those Kree have. They, and they're all fancy. Sleeper and Eddie went on an intergalactic mission to get Venom back. There, Sleeper used one of his special abilities, the ability to produce chemicals which induced different emotional states or altered the brain to take over the body of Telcar and lobotomize him. That's not nice. Allowing Sleeper to use Telcar as a mindless host from then on. Hopefully that cleared a few things up. I think he does look cool. I I did like him showing up, and I'm intrigued by him. I would definitely check out the miniseries if you have a bit of time to spare now saying that i would bet you that that's on that old marvel unlimited app which i had crowed about for years even on the dc comics podcast i crowed about i am having such problems with that app right now now right away you might be thinking well jim you had to change your login information because everybody pretty much had to do that i did that i ended up doing that pretty early uh was very easily successful doing that well then my I ended up having my insider points, and I had like 170,000 insider points. So Brandon had, uh, you know, kind of turned me on to the idea that he had used his to get a free month of, you know, unlimited. And I thought, you know what? I'm not going to use these points for anything else. I'm going to do the same thing. So I ended up, you know, letting my uh, subscription cancel because that's how you have to do it. You can't just add that points deal in when you already have a subscription that says, you know, new subscribers or canceled subscribers. So I canceled my subscription. It ran out on the 28th. I ended up getting my insider deal. I have the receipt, everything on the marvel.com website. I'm going through. I'm having a grand old time for two days. And now all of a sudden it tells me I don't have a subscription anymore. And this was on the 30th of August. I ended up now I maybe sent 17 emails. I've not gotten a response back from Marvel except the automated. Thank you. We'll we'll get to you as soon as possible. And then another email that I got asking me to rate how great their customer service was. I'm like, I'd love to tell you how great it was. I didn't get any. I was so furious. I'm still I'm just sitting here. So I don't have Marvel Unlimited. So then I'm getting mad. And I thought, You know what? I'm going on the site because I did get it on the site. Yes, I read it on my iPad, but I didn't get it through 
the store there. I ended up getting it on the Marvel.com site on the computer. So you have to go through there. I go to cancel my subscription because after this free month, it is going to start charging my credit card again because of the way that that works out. And the page for me to cancel is down. I'm going to kill somebody. I'm so angry. And, and it's my favorite app of all time. It's my favorite thing. I am ending up, as I said, I'm going off to South Carolina. A perfect time to have that Marvel Unlimited app just there. I guess it's DC Universe for me, right? Hopefully that cleared a few things up. I definitely check it out. He says, you guys are great as always. I hope the rest of the week runs smoothly. That's Jacob with a K. Next is Steve. And Steve says, dearest Jim Brandon, sometimes double A run, sometimes Brandon. After hearing your good names and podcasts besmirched by that Alan. Sorry, Alan. I'm sure you're in actuality a good guy. He is. I actually talked to him since this point, since last week. And he did end up describing why he said that he's not exactly the biggest comic book fan or Marvel fan anymore. He actually had gotten out of comics and was just kind of peeking in again. So he was giving just his own opinion. He wasn't giving an opinion for anybody else. He was giving an opinion for pretty much somebody in his situation and pretty much him is what he was doing. And so the idea that he didn't want to have a four-hour podcast pretty much is because he really doesn't read a lot of books. He's just kind of checking in with things. So I understand and I fully understand him when he was saying it. And he's like, hey, he was an, you know, an old school fan. He kind of lost interest in the Marvel Universe kind of coming back and things like that. It is funny because it did kind of mirror a little bit the frustrations he had with Marvel before now. Some of the things that led him to kind of back off from Marvel Comics. Actually, very similar to the things, and I told him this, I, I responded to him. Uh, very similar to why I came over to do a Marvel podcast from the DC stuff. Obviously, if, if you listen to both podcasts, you'll realize that we are in almost at episode 250 of our DC Comics podcast. And even with that, we had spotlights and stuff. I think that of the DC side, legitimately, we would be at like episode 600 if we labeled everything as a episode number. So I am fully invested in the DC stuff. This Marvel stuff's new to me, and it is a fresh start for me only because it it all feels fresh and I, I love it. I actually like when I run into characters that I don't understand and Jacob writes in and tells me about them. That's kind of the things that get me excited why we do this. So I fully understand where Alan's coming from fully a hundred percent. So he is a good guy. Uh, I, I ended up at the end of last podcast while we were doing the mail, I kind of did get angry, but it was more kind of in play and stuff like that. But if people think the podcast is too long, they have two options. One suck it. <laughs> oh my you're making me cough now suck it he says or two use the timestamps. so many podcasts don't utilize timestamps, and i have to say that if you guys didn't i never would have started listening uh that is something that i learned very quickly you know a hundred episodes of dc that we needed it uh, especially we were getting towards podcast and this is insane and if you don't know it i've mentioned it before but we have had 12 to 13 hour podcast on the DC side of things. And, uh, you know, weekly, e each week, uh, you know, you'd have a 12 hour one. Then the next week was 11 hours, then 13. It, it got out of hand. And yeah, you need timestamps with that. Now, I usually listen to the whole show anyway, just because I enjoy the banner and terrible soundboard jokes and songs. Is he saying terrible songs? Oh, my. Also, you can easily... 
put the show on 1.5 speed and listen with no problem. I know some people do that. Some people end up hitting on their player to get rid of the spaces, the empty spaces, which I don't like to have. So I try to be a motor mouth and talk through everything. Moving on. So he's saying, you know, if it is too long for you, you can end up, you know, utilizing timestamps, playing it. To, I just think in Alan's case, that that's just a little too more. It's too much work for what he is looking for. So I understand. I understand. Moving on, I'm enjoying the Absolute Carnage series. However, it's a shame that a great book like Thor number 16 gets lost in the shuffle. While not Aaron's last book. There are a few King Thors coming. It is the last of his big runs on what has been a truly epic eight-year journey. It's funny when he said, while well, not Aaron's last book, I thought he meant Double Aaron. I'm like, did he say something that that's like the last book he reads or something? Oh, my. But, yeah, it's truly epic eight-year journey with Thor. And King Thor is actually winning the poll for the Patreon spotlight. Uh, next week so i do think that we're going to be doing that on the patreon again that'll come out on wednesday that'll come out early the issue was heartfelt and humorous with each character getting a little moment of their own mike del mundo's art has even grown on me says you and it is a shame you end up having the war of the realms and then jason aaron finishes up his deal then with the king thor and stuff but it almost seems like at the War of the Realms, you're like, all right, I'm kind of done with this. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how I was, actually. Also, I think you guys would really like the new Loki book. I- I've read the first two issues and really did enjoy them. They're funny. It's fun. It actually is pretty hilarious, that book. It's lots of fun, in my opinion. The writer really has the tone of the characters down. Only two issues in, so hop on. And, yeah, I actually so I'm actually caught up, I guess. I think maybe Loki 3 comes out next week. But yeah, I'm caught up if that's the case. And I I do think it's funny. Finally, and we did talk about number one, and I did like it more than I thought I would. Finally, I really enjoyed John Jack's review of Marvel 1000. I got a few chuckles out of his commentary and rage towards the book. And his Marvel knowledge really shined through and enhanced the episode. I even subbed to his podcast. And that's why I told him that that'd be awesome. And he better push the podcast. A lot of times I get people to do these things. And they think that it is one of those like, oh, I don't want to overstep things and and push my thing. And I'm like, no, that's what you do. Then I don't mind. I don't care. Keep it up. Sincerely, Steve, who likes the hockey, Jim thinks. I do think he likes the hockeys. Oh, and if someone says you're following him, clogs his timeline, then he's either lying or doesn't know how Twitter works. Again, he's throwing shade at poor Alan. Alan just said he thinks it's creepy if somebody follows him back. Again, and that's his prerogative. I'm not exactly going through everybody's timeline and things like that. So, uh, you know, when I say that I'm following you back, that isn't me being a creeper. I- I'm wanting to get in, you know, that that's step one of how I take over your world. That's not the case. I just I like to have the respect. Like I said earlier, when we first began, I think it's a respect thing. And yeah, I do like when I go to the timeline and see people talking about things. And I do have other interests other than comics. That That is amazing, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I also like, you know, sports. So if I see that or I, I also like, you know, things like BTS. If you're going to tweet me some BTS news, you know, they're they're on a little cool down vacation now. But if you find out that they're coming back, baby, you let me know. Oh, uh, man, I, I like all sorts of things on the timeline. So there you go. But, yeah, thanks uh, for writing in both Jacob and Steve. We'll be hearing Steve later. He has a second email in the second email section. But right now I'm going to go off to myself, who's going to talk about a couple of books. 
everybody, Jim here. I'm going to be doing a couple books all by my lonesome. Just me, myself, and I, as De La Soul sang way back when. Uh, and the first one is going to be Web of Black Widow, number one, written by Jody Hauser, art by Stephen Money, color artist Trayona Farrell, and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. the Black Widow, is an ex-KGB assassin trained in the notorious Red Room. She turned her back on Russia and joined the Avengers years ago, but the path to atonement is long, and there's still red in her ledger. Recently, she was killed and resurrected as a clone within Planet Memories. Now the past is coming back to her, and it's out for vengeance. And you start off with a woman going into a New York benefit-type deal, a gala, if you will, and it is for Sobel Technologies. And you see this woman, you're kind of guessing that it is Natasha undercover, and that is verified when Tony Stark is there and recognizes Natasha and asks her to dance. Now, Tony Stark is there because he is going to contribute money to this Sobel for Sobel Technologies. Now, the whole deal is... The Sobel Technologies was started by this man's grandfather, and he's saying to Tony, oh my, you know, this would be such a great thing, you know, a legacy for my grandfather. I'm so glad that you can contribute, you know, that schmoozing type deal. Well, you end up with Natasha and Tony dancing. There's a little bit of, do you remember the last time we danced? And you end up seeing that pretty much Tony remembers the dance between himself and a younger Natasha. Natasha remembers the ballet in the Red Room. So she is ready for vengeance. And we don't really know what that is so far, but we find out. What it is is that when she was a little girl in the Red Room, she was actually hired out for this guy Sobel's grandfather to go and pretty much kill all the competition. This is what made Sobel Technologies what they are. And so when you have the younger Sobel saying to Tony, you know, oh, this is all about my grandfather's legacy and what he did, Natasha has a little different version of what exactly he did and what his legacy would be. So you get the idea in this book that right away, it may be one of those that we're going to go, you know, almost not a scavenger hunt, but kind of like that going from, you know, atonement to atonement, her getting vengeance for these things that she was made to do as a little girl, but also maybe the things that she was made to do that ended up benefiting some people and she wanted to take that benefit away. It's one of those that you would think that she feels bad that she ended up doing these bad things and these people ended up benefiting greatly while she ends up pretty much being haunted by these memories. So she's going to go and take that. You do see her in the Red Room. You do see her go and do this assassination that she was hired for as a younger girl. And and so as this is going on, what she's going to do to take revenge here is the Sobel is going to have this big, you know, presentation, a big presentation, probably like my grandfather started this company way back when on the uh, pulling up his bootstraps and he only had two dollars to his name, stuff like that. Uh, she ends up going and drugging a uh, the tech guy who's going to run this whole presentation and ends up putting in a 
a USB drive and setting up that it's going to be a little bit of a different presentation, a presentation basically showing that this grandfather of Sobel's was a piece of crap and ended up killing people to get to where he is. And so as they do have this presentation, this is revealed to everybody, you know, everybody's stunned. Well, this Sobel's like, you know, get to the tech room, see what's going on. He has a bunch of security go up there and they end up fighting Natasha. Natasha was in there, you know, running the show there and they end up coming in. She busts out and there's some really good art in this. I, I do like the art. Um, there's not a ton going on throughout this. There is a little bit of action by the end, but up until then, it's kind of just, you know, just regular her going down a hallway, you know, poisoning this tech guy, but I still like it. But when you end up having these guys, these IT or not IT guys, these security guys go into the tech IT office and she busts out and starts fighting. It's a spread page. It's pretty cool. I, I guess I would have rather had maybe not so much of a static panel there, maybe a little cor- choreography, some fight scenes there. We we don't get that, but she ends up running out after she beats up the guys and goes past them. The one guy grabs her hair, and obviously it's a wig because she has black hair here. The wig pulls off, and you see the you know classic red hair. She goes up onto the rooftop, and that's when Tony, as Iron Man, now greets her, And says, you know, what what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know, you could have told me about this stunt when we were dancing earlier. And I get the idea. She's like, you know, if I told you, you would have stopped me. But she says, you know, you should understand more than, you know, anybody else. Because I am come back a clone. I have these memories. I'm trying to get this, you know, these images out, trying to make things right. And Tony does say, hey, I came back too. You know, that's what's going on with Tony at the moment. But he's like, you left this behind. You know, these are things that you're a good guy now. You're a good gal. And, you know, why are you doing this? And she says, you know what? I'm not going to let this stuff pass. You know, this guy is living off of the, you know, benefits that his grandfather had. And his grandfather was a piece of crap. And and Tony even says, yeah, but he doesn't even know about this. He didn't know. And and you shouldn't take it out on him. But she's like, oh, no, I'm going to take it out on him. He's in this. He's benefiting. He can't benefit off of this. And that's where Tony, you know, really starts to seem like he realizes she's up to, you know, being a little bit over the top. He might have to stop her. He goes to actually grab her. She's a hologram. There's a funny deal where he's like, man, hologram, that's my thing. Uh, But yeah, she's like, "Uh, this is just a start and stay out of it and basically stay out of my way. Uh, I'm going to go and I'm going to make sure all of these people, all these pieces of crap that ended up hiring me when I was in the Red Room, all these things, uh, I'm going to make sure that they do not live good lives from now on. And Tony's very, you know, scared about this. And he ends up calling Cap and says, you know, this is this is Tony. I just had a run in with Natasha. I'm worried about her. Something's very wrong. And you're kind of getting the idea. Is this Also, because of her coming back, you know, the whole clone thing, are the memories doing something more to her? We'll have to see. Uh, As a first issue, it it is a weird deal. I know on the site, I believe Aaron did the review on the site. I don't think that he liked it that much. I forgot to check before, but I remember him saying, and, and I can see kind of the deal of why you wouldn't really want to jump. This is a number one, and it feels 
too familiar. There's not a lot going on. It's such a quick read. I like the art. I'm actually hoping that it picks up a little. But if it really is just Natasha going from person to person to person and, you know, making sure that they don't have great lives, possibly killing some, I'm sure she's not going to full out kill anybody. That's my guess. But uh, just making sure that they pay for past sins, things like that. I don't know how interesting that is every month. You know, this is a okay first issue. You have a little Tony Stark and Natasha. The dialogue's fine. Everything's fine. The the thing that's weird in my mind is the art's fine. The dialogue's fine. It's just the story just feels like too generic and and too just on the nose of what a generic Black Widow book will be. But I'm going to hope that it gets better. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, And that's kind of a hopeful positive six out of ten if that's a thing um but yeah i'm gonna hope that from here on out it it gives us a little more i'll be checking out the next issue probably do it again with one of my you know personal reviews here and we'll see how it goes but if the next issue doesn't wow me uh it would be something that i will not continue with now this is also coming off of if you want to read something and you you weren't listening to us before and you want to read a black widow i really did like the soska sisters black widow book that it ended up even like kind of fizzling out slightly by the end but i still liked it as a whole so you can check that out as well all right and the next book is ghost spider annual number one It is an Acts of Evil book, so it is odd you have a Ghost Spider annual after the reintroduction of the series at number one. So we have a number one issue, and then weeks later, an annual. That sounds like a lot of nonsense. And this is kind of a lot of nonsense. It's written by Vita Ayala, uh, drawn, it says, drew it by Perry Perez. Colored by Rachel Rosenberg and lettered by VCs Clayton Cowles. Gwen Stacy, a.k.a. Ghost Spider, no longer has a secret identity on her universe of Earth-65. But that celebrity status has come at a price. Gwen can now travel between universes with the use of a pendant and is coming to Earth-616 in an attempt to regain some semblance of a normal life by getting herself a college education. And we start off the issue at Empire State University in the 616, where Gwen is getting her stuff after class, and a couple of kids come up and say, hey, you know, you want to join us for, you know, go get something to eat at the old Greasy Spoon? And she's like, no, no, I can't. Maybe a rain check. I think that maybe she sees the one guy appears to have a Metallica shirt on, and she has no idea what that is, and in the 6-5, uh, that means trouble. I don't know. She just doesn't want to go and get tangled up in things in the 616 so she goes off and it's funny the narration as she's kind of swinging through the city here swinging through new york as a ghost spider she says you know i don't want to attract the wrong kind of attention you know here in the 616 well then why are you swinging around as ghost spider Why are you even doing ghost spider things? It's really spelled out that the ghost spider stuff is for the 6-5 and the Gwen Stacy going to school stuff is in the 616. So if you're really worried about the, quote, wrong kind of attention, I don't think that you're going to get the wrong kind of attention going to a diner with kids from your college. 
I believe you might get the wrong kind of attention swinging through New York as Ghost Spider. That's just me. Maybe I'm wacky like that. Well, she ends up going to a building top, lands on like a vent. That opens up. She falls through. And lo and behold, she is now in Murder World created by Arcade. Now, Arcade isn't there. This is a hologram arcade and a pre-set-up scenario that it recognizes her as a spider person. So it ends up going into this routine of Murder World. And even that doesn't make much sense. It really doesn't. I like the idea that Arcade, after the hunted deal uh, may not be around so this is like a hologram thing in case he isn't there when this happens so i i kind of like that but the idea that it recognizes her and thinks she's spider-man i don't know it's off a little but it's it's murder world and away we go it's basically a game set up by arcade there's no you know surprise there where you know have gwen See somebody, she's in trouble, goes to save her, and then the lizard comes out. But these are all like automaton-type things. They're robots that she ends up fighting. And it just goes from, you know, villain to villain to hero. All these things set up by Arcade as a test to see what Spider-Man can do, if he can make it through this, if he can figure things out. Because after the lizard gets taken down, now it's like, apparently this is just the beginning. All the greatest hits are showing up. And now you have Rhino, Green Goblin, Vulture, even Craven. You have all these new robots come out. She has to keep fighting them. She dodges them, gets away, and then she runs into uh, Punisher and Daredevil with, you know, the overall narration is through the loudspeaker of arcade well done spider-man you've defeated some of your greatest foes now can you defeat some of your greatest allies and and where the only thing in this issue that i thought was okay is the idea that there's little snippets if you don't know ghost spider if you don't know gwen if you don't know earth 65 you end up where she does mention things about you know oh i'm fighting this earth punisher but in my earth it's not my ally i go against him and he's a kingpin you know stuff like that so it does give you a little bit of info about her you know six five world it's not enough though and really it just is each time she goes to some other room it's like each one is an escape room That she easily escapes. She ends up, you know, knocking these things, you know, ripping their heads off so that you can see the wires and things. Once she saw that the lizard was a robot, then, you know, all bets are off. She ends up fighting. Now, it does show her being kind of a bad butt fighter uh, and doing things, but such crazy things like grabbing one of Punisher's grenades and putting it in Daredevil's mouth, having his head, a robot head, blow up. But it's still... It it still kind of went a little bit over the top for what I really would have wanted. And and in the end, there really wasn't a lot to this. Now, you do end with kind of a clever deal because as she goes down, the last thing is actually facing Spider-Man with Gwen Stacy robot hanging upside down in this elevator shaft. So you end up having where if it was Spider-Man, he'd have to fight himself and then try to save Gwen Stacy. In the meantime, Arcade thinks there's no way that could ever happen. There's no way that Spider-Man ever will be able to save Gwen Stacy. But Gwen Stacy 
can save Gwen Stacy. She ends up fighting Spider-Man. She even says, you know, he is programmed. Uh, the arcade is programmed the Spider-Man robot to pretty much know all of Spider-Man's moves. And then Gwen realizes, wait a minute, I'm not Spider-Man. It's not going to be ready for my moves. I- I'm so different. And then just starts going and then ends up defeating that Spider-Man. And then, in fact, does save the robot Gwen Stacy. And that's where at the end you get the hologram of Arcade again and says, hey, you know, it seems you've managed to survive Murder World. Congratulations. Unlike many of my contemporaries, I believe that honoring the terms of engagement are important. So you are free to go. So it says, you know, you won. You you ended up passing, passing the test. You can go. And then she's like, well. How do I go? He's like, what? You know, you were so excited to fight and all this. You didn't realize all you had to do was go back to the beginning. And she goes back and crawls out of that vent. That's all it was. So all this time, she's just fighting these robots and things. And by the end, even in the issue, it makes it seem like, yeah, that that was nothing. That was really nothing at all. And so she ends up after that. She learned the lesson, though. You know, she thought she was teaching us, but we were teaching her. How did we know? She ends up going to Stu's and Sammy's, the greasy spoon that her classmates are at. She goes there, obviously, as just Gwen, goes and has a little bit of some appetizers. Looks like she's got some fries and the Coca-Cola and then just says, you know what? How was that last quiz? Oh, my, brutal, right? Oh, and then she says, you know, basically, she's not going to take things for granted anymore. And and I just thought to myself, why? Why did we get these things? These acts of evil, uh, you know, annuals, oh, my goodness, they they have not been good. They they really haven't. I, I don't even get the full concept of them. They've been all over the place. The first one, I believe, the first one at least I was aware of, was that Deadpool one that uh, dealt with, you know, a pedophile. So I'm like, all right, that's not a way to start things off. But then we've gone from that. Now we're here with a little, you know, ghost spider, and they just end up being not anything that's important and nothing I could end up, you know, recommending. Uh, Again, I'm going to give this a 6 out of 10. The art's pretty good. I I do like the art. I think that the art and the action scenes are actually pretty decent as you go. It's just that they don't mean anything. They're against robots, and, and Gwen just keeps going through them, so there's not much to it. But I do like the bright colors, the it even points cartoony look of it. Uh, so, you know, I'll give kudos to the art, but the story just is nothing. And after that first issue of Ghost Spider, I actually was looking forward to this maybe getting me a little on board with the character. And it's weird. I like the character. I just don't like the two things that I've just recently read. The number one issue a couple weeks ago, and then this annual Acts of Evil annual, uh, I would not recommend. And that's it for my little personal section on my own. I, I really do have to come up with a song for it so I can intro in. But I hope that you enjoyed this little section. Uh, it's something that After we had that longer podcast, obviously I didn't do this last week, but I actually enjoy doing this. It ends up allowing us to do a couple extra books while I wait for Brandon to sober up on a football Sunday. And so you get that as a bonus. But I hope you enjoyed it. And we're going to go off to some mail now.
Yes, Brandon is not here with me. I am doing the second part of Z-Mail by myself, as they say, uh, just like the books that I just did by myself as well. But I'm going to do that quickly right now when I can actually pull up the mail that I had ready for me and is now no longer on my Desktop here. Uh, that's unfortunate, right? This is an epic fail already. Uh, oh my, here we go. It is mail section number two. And I'll repeat if you want to be part of the mail, email us at weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail.com, just like Dino did. And it's funny, I always could edit these things out, but I'm too lazy for that. Dino says, Hi, Jim, Brandon, possibly double A, Ron, and Jeremy. Nope, just me. You asked for comments on the show two weeks ago. It was McDonald's. I'm loving it. Uh, I thought he meant that it was really bad for you, but delicious. I I eat way too much McDonald's. Actually, I don't eat as much McDonald's as I eat, say, Burger King or Little Caesars in town. And it's funny, the Little Caesars in town here, we have at least 12 pizzerias. Or is it pizzerias? But yet I still like the old, uh, you know, the the crappy pizza of the Little Caesars. And it's kind of because when I was a little kid, I really liked it uh, way back when. But our Little Caesars is just completely awful. The people who run it are terrible. Me and Eric, each time we go, and we go, you know, at least once a week, each of us separately, each of us has just horror stories. I, I end up, when they announced that they had that portal, the pizza portal, where you order online and then you get to go there. You don't even have to talk to anybody. You just enter your code. Your pizza comes out. You get out of there. The people are like, hey, have a nice night. I say, don't you tell me how to live my life. Just shut your mouth. And I get out of there with my pizza. Uh, It's been a disaster. It's been such a disaster the last couple of times. And you would think with an app into the pizza portal, no disaster could be had. That's not the case. They, They didn't. The last time I went, they didn't end up. Having my pizza, never put it in this portal. I never got the email. You get an email, you know, confirmation that it has been loaded in. You go in, you put in your code and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. I'm outside at at this point because I'm like, okay, it says an estimated time. I'm waiting out there and I'm looking in. I'm not getting my email. I walk in, try to enter my code. It says invalid. I go back out there, sit in my car, come back in again, try to find somebody to talk to. There's nobody available. Finally, some guy about 15 minutes later comes to the front, and this place is packed, and it's small. And he's like, oh, what's your order? Oh, I I ordered it on the the pizza portal deal. Oh, yeah, we had to give that away because you never showed up. I'm like, never showed up. I've been here now for 20 minutes. I'm going to moide you. Is what ended up almost happening. I was so angry. And then the guy's like, well, f- finally they do. I have to wait another 20 minutes to get the pizza that I ordered because he tried to give me the wrong order then with just stuff they had sitting around. I'm not going for that. And then he finally gets the pizza. Oh, grab a soda. Said, I'm, grab a soda. Grab this, buddy. I don't need your soda. I wanted my pizza. I wanted it on time. Eric did the same thing. He went. They didn't have it ready. And then they overcharged him. He didn't realize till he got home. Oh, my. Little Caesars talk. I'm getting on Yelp right now and giving them a scathing review. He says, yes, for comments on the show where McDonald's, I'm loving it. I'm confused on the negative reviews. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you were doing a weekday show that was around two hours and a weekend show 
That was around two hours, so you changed it to one show a week. That is four hours. Uh, I'm not a math major, but what's the issue? Now, I, I will admit the weekday show was a little more of like an hour, hour and a half. It's still the thing, and that's why I ended up doing this four-hour extravaganza, as they say, uh, because I felt guilty just kind of narrowing it down to one show, and I thought that it wasn't enough. I thought that we weren't doing enough books, things like that. I'm trying to tweak it so that everybody can be happy uh, having that little segment with me doing the books and stuff like that. I, I know it's not the best. I can be a mush mouth and stuff like that. And I like hearing the interaction of more than one person. Uh, but since we ended up not having Brandon record with Aaron, even though everybody says they sound alike, um, what we're going to end up doing. And right now it will be just pretty much the X books because that's what Aaron is into. And that's what I like to talk to him about. But we are going to have a spotlight episode. It's just the one book. If you notice, it is on the feed right now underneath this episode where me and Aaron talked about the House of X number four. And we're going to keep doing that. So as this goes on right now, like I said, we'll just deal with the Hickman X books with that. And so then when we get to this show uh on the sunday night it is back to the weekend edition show that was me and brandon by ourselves so we're going to do that it gives me and aaron chance to kind of talk a little longer about the xbooks which i think that they deserve that so i hope that that's kind of a compromise you know for a lot of people and maybe as things go me and aaron will do the x thing a little earlier this last a spotlight did come out on the uh, feed this morning, you know, Sunday morning because of the way we recorded it late on Saturday night. But anyway, whatever you choose, I'll listen to you guys. Uh, Jeremy was a cool addition to the show, and Double A Run has always been good. The news section was sweet. I requested the Black Cat Annual at the comic shop thanks to you, Jim. And, and I sat there. I'm like, oh man, that's awesome. I don't remember talking about that, so I gotta, I gotta think in my head what I said. I guess I said some neat things this week. In comics, a couple of cool things. First, this week's Punisher, somebody was called a creep. Thought that was impeccable impeccable timing. That's pretty cool that they, that was that thing we ended up putting was a Patreon show that we ended up putting up for free on the feed a couple weeks ago of the Punisher, the creep. Uh, second, House of X number four seemed more Brandon friendly. Way more action had a random Generation X series reference, which I geeked out over. When Monet St. Croix turns into the red thing with the claws, that was a callback to early in the 90s Gen X series. She was a character named Penance. That looked just like that. And later on, it be revealed she was the true M. And yeah, I actually was looking up things and I was aware of Penance. Um, and I thought it was a great issue, that House of X4. And I do think that Brandon would have enjoyed it. He wants no parts of it. Like I said, totally random. I just have always loved Gen X series. Blonde Girl, as you and Aaron called her, is Husk, a.k.a. Paige Guthrie, Cannonball from X-Force's sister. She, too, was in Gen X series. And this is what I was talking about on the spotlight when I said, yeah, I'm getting a lot of messages about Husk. And now she's dead. So a little too late there, Dino. Uh, what are your thoughts on like everyone kicking the bucket in this issue? That can't stay that way, right? We just got Logan and Scott back. That's exactly what I said. I said that on the spotlight. Like they really like Hickman. He might have a set of balls on him, but that would be a huge set of balls. Those things would be ringing uh, from here till Sunday if they were that big. 
And I do think that there's going to be, obviously, you have Moira with the changing of timeline type deal. We also saw that it seemed like Professor X might be cloning some things from Krakoa. I think it might be a combination of both. No, I do not think that that is the end and that Logan and Scott are gone. But, boy, they they went out with a bang. I'll tell you, and really, Logan went out a hero's, you know, ending for him. Hey, even Scott as well. Uh, but Nightcrawler just not getting any sort of, uh, you know, kudos or props here. Nobody mentions Nightcrawler, but thanks for reading, says Dino. And now the next mail is from Steve. Steve, who emailed earlier. I'll keep this quick so I don't monopolize the mail. Spider-Man Life Story number six was so so good. So good. I can't remember the last time I teared up during a comic book, and this one had me going thrice. And I'm with you, Steve. I, I was uh, tearing up. I want to send Chip Zdarsky a handwritten letter and a scotch and thank him for such a great ending to overall what was a very good story. And I agree with both of those. I'm going to send him a handwritten letter and maybe a piece of my undies. I don't know. I don't know what you send people. <laughs> that sounds really weird. Uh, however, I can't let Jim off the hook for pronouncing auto as auto. I say auto. I, I, now I now I sit there and think of it, but this is just how we say it here in the Philly Burbs, baby. That's how we roll. I listened to this episode before I read it and kept hearing auto and thinking, who the hell is Jim talking about? Who will show up next in Spider-Man? Macalith? Yeah, heck with you, Steve. Yeah, I, I just say auto. And I ended up sending a, a message back to him. I'm like, that's just how we say it here. And he ended up saying that his wife is actually from the area, and she says some things uh, different as well. Water or water, whichever way you go, I go water. Uh, A bunch of other words as well that go a little wonky here in the Philly area, but uh, that is Steve. And he says, thanks, Steve Baum. And thank you, Steve. That is it for the second bit of mail. I'm going to go off now and join in with old Brandone so that we can finish up the podcast with one last book. Well, it's eight o'clock off there in Buffalo. Brandon's been drinking all day and I gotta get him for the show. Oh, no. Well, I can't get a hold of him Oh, that ain't right He must be passed out drunk So that means no Brandon tonight Brandon's lame Have you heard? Brandon's lame His family's ashamed His little girl wants to change her name Ah, uh, yes. Your little girl yeah. wants to change her name and eat pancakes instead of waffles. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure Too one day that'll happen. Too better right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually that, that nonsense will come down. I have Were you four- paying attention to Twitter at nine this morning? Uh, no, I, I was. And maybe I was. Because Why? What was th- trending? There were Bills fans in New Jersey slamming themselves through fire. Oh, you nice. Know. Tables you on know, fire to kick off because, the football season. Because yes. that's what they do. Yeah, uh, yes. I have five started. kids, all boys. I don't have to worry <laughs> about that nonsense of getting married nope. and changing names and worrying and stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah. also, I don't have to worry about pancakes. But here we are. We're going to be doing one last book. It's <laughs> The Immortal Hulk number 23. 
The Face of the Enemy, written by Al Ewing, pencils by Joe Bennett, uh, Rui Jose, and Ballardino Brabo on inks. Paul Mounts with Mike Miller, a colors and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Covered by Alex Ross. He does a lot of these covers, and I really do like Alex Ross. He actually follows us on the DC side of things, was one of the things that I really was very proud of. Feel free to send any free prints our way. Yes, I would love that. But yeah, there's (laughs) never a catch up page or anything for the Hulk. So we just get right into it, and we do go right into being a flashback, seeing how Jackie, the reporter, did come across the Hulk. How they ended up outside their house yes yeah yeah so they end up they have a hulk warning they end up with her and her dad like oh should we pay attention to this dad is this for real it's for real the hulk smashed through the building and it's the start of misery for jackie that leads to her seeking yeah. out the hulk because we see that they ended up and it, it's such a bullcrap thing that is would be true and gets me angry of the idea that the hulk is looked at as an act of god the insurance won't cover it i don't quite agree that that would be it no, me i either. think that they should have gotten maybe a lawyer and yeah. and thought that i think but that's all what these happened. insurance companies in the marvel universe are in very big trouble because of these yeah. acts of god quote yeah, unquote yeah. that constantly so happen the acts of god you, you don't have to you know give any money yeah. for acts of what god are is not an covered. act of god and really, really it's like <laughs> i wish that it would have been a thing where they did go to the court and actually fought it and basically figured out no it's an act of the devil and and then they get right. the money, I guess. But yeah, so the, the whole deal, though, is that the fa- her family, Jackie's family, her and her dad had some problems. Her dad ended up, uh, you know, a little bit after that, having a heart attack and dying. She got her journalist degree. She ended up getting a, a scholarship and going and getting that. But that led to her, you know, when she and, and the big thing about it is when the Hulk came into her house early, you know, when she was a little girl, uh, she says that when she looked at the Hulk in its eyes, because it did say in the news report. Don't yeah, look don't him in the eyes, eyes, you know. Never look in the thing, eyes. Yeah. And it's when she like did, kind of like a T Rex in Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah. When she did look it in the move, eyes, what she saw was she saw the rage of a child. She saw that it was more of a child. That it, you know, the Hulk was more of a childlike thing. Then later on, when she did run into him, now she realizes that the rage he has now is a little more controlled. It's a little more detailed. It's a little more on point to what's going on. Now that leads us back to where we are. In in the issue where we left off last issue where you had Gamma Flight go into pretty much go and try to get 14 who's the abomination going in there they ended up being fought by the abomination and everybody in shadow bases where they Red ended Harpy. up going there yeah. yeah yeah well that's when Hulk Red Harpy and them came flying in they kind of came in to save the day as well they ended up with Rick Jones getting Rick Jones he's here now I mean pretty Doc much Samson, this issue Puck, is everybody yeah. Everybody's there. So everybody that was with Gamma Flight. Yeah, really. Mm -hmm. Everybody from Gamma Flight's there. (laughs) Everybody from the Hulk side of thing are there. And they're just pretty much having a full out fight, you know, as they're trying to get 14 down and his troops, things like that. And so each step of the way. There is these, you know, all of a sudden the shadow base guys there on top because they end up having this pretty much sunlight thing that attacks yeah. the Hulk to try to bring out banners UV so they thing. can We've kill. We've seen it before throughout this yeah. series. 
At, at other points, you have Puck just ripping people's heads and brains yeah, out pretty, of things. Yeah, he, he is. might He's be pretty the bad hero vibe. of this issue. Yeah. He is. Now, uh, what I do also like is Creel, absorbing man, he was drugged before. He ended up, and that was this big thing before when you ended up having yeah. 14 show up and kind of taking everybody out and leaving. And he even said, you know, really, you're going to drug me? This is something I had to fight with all my life. And now you're doing that. He's learned, and I'd like to see this. The thing I like is, that the shadow base, yeah, the shadow base guys, they are going with the same plan. They're going to drug Creole, the absorbing man, and he's just going to knock out. Well, when it goes in, he's ready for it. And the titanium needles that go in before he ends up getting drugged, he turns into titanium. He ends up using yeah. that to absorb so it and becomes, yeah. yeah, full out metal, almost like a metal man over at DC. Yep. And then he just <laughs> goes to town with that. But in that, and in, in, unfortunately, as this is going on, it's really a frantic battle. I mean, things it are is. going it's on all over all the place. Over the yeah. place. It's and spotlights yeah, titanium, different characters. Yeah. It actually does everything but spotlight the Hulk, ironically, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah, have titanium, that, titanium, she ends up getting taken down down you have samson doc samson jump in front to get blasted uh, that guy he can't catch a break in any of these but <laughs> again he, he, all you sit Him there and, and think when he does just it, the yeah, punching bag you sit there and when you think of it you're like yeah you'll be back you know you were back before you'll be I back know. but uh, yeah. the big thing is as well is you have creole the absorbing man he is desperately trying to absorb the you know abomination he's trying to get 14 he's trying to absorb that and even you have uh titania's like absorb him already just do it and he's like something's not right inside i can't do it i can't do this something's not right and this is where it just everything is the crap is hitting the fan yeah and then you end up four arms at one point oh yeah i mean yeah because he ended up getting all messed up because that's his arms and banner's arms i mean he was starting to turn back in the banner at one point and he and banner was yelling like you know hulk no no don't i know this means you think it's my time it's not it's your time please and that's where the hulk when he comes out of this and you know everybody else including puck being the hero there which stops it. I know. That's where Smashing Hulk's that brain. Yeah. And that's where Hulk's sitting there and he's like basically in, in his deal. Okay, you know what? Banner gave me an order and I follow his orders and I am going to town now. And he does. He really he says Banner said to fight, so I'm only obeying his orders. Now while this is going on, all the scientists and Dr. McGowan are watching this on the monitors they don't and realize until right here out. is yeah they they all of them except mcgowan almost is like pretty much you know what you know i deserve this as as these things but all these scientists are like oh my god what are we going to do they're going to come and kill us we got to get out of here and they do come they end up and it's it's rick jones jackie and uh betty and they come in there and they're gonna you know raise some heck they're gonna end up and they're going yeah, after this McGowan. Isn't gonna end well and at one point, they're going to just kill everyone. And Rick Jones, I, Rick Jones is pretty funny, too. He's like, knock, knock. He and he's scare doing these the crap out of me oh if he came God. through my door. And so with this, Jackie keeps thinking in her mind, okay, what's going on here? And like, there's Rick Jones. He looks awful. She even says, he's my age for crying out loud. But he looks off a butt. <laughs> he has his voice. It's still his voice. As the pop singer, she even says, I saw him in concert. He still has this voice. But boy, he looks different. 
and, and he's all whacked out. But in the meantime, she doesn't want people to die. She she doesn't want to when Rick Jones and that's the whole thing. Knock, knock. Ira, Ira who? And Rick is just doing it himself. Knock, knock. Who's that, Rick? And then Ira, Ira who, Rick? Ira going to get you. I remember you, Dr. McGowan. And he goes to, you know, going to kill everyone. And Jackie jumps ahead. The thing that stops, it seems the thing that stops Rick is behind them. There is that kid who is in the big, you know, in the big thing. Is this the dude from the grave all the way back in like issue five or six? It it is. Is It's Dell. It's actually issue two. It's Dell from that grave. When when they went up and dug up that grave and it was him, uh, that's who they have there where it actually, and the, the worst part of that is he's there because if you're remember bruce ended up calling it in saying you got to help this kid you got to get him out of there and if you don't remember if you weren't reading it it is uh del del fry i believe his name was but he ended up he had (laughs) a guy yeah he had a scholarship he was going to go play football and his dad ended up injecting gamma into him thinking that it was going to end up making him stronger you know make him you know just pretty much like steroids it didn't work he got sick sick but when his dad did not tell anybody because he hid it i mean if he ends up telling what happened he's in jail he killed his son he's going to so he ended up he ended up trying to hide it well when the kid was buried he it's not far enough buried the dead well no the thing is though everybody who went to the grave if you remember they had that sickness that was going on it's because people were going to the grave and you had the radiation was not held in he He was just in a regular towards the end of the issue if i remember i mean that was forever ago Everybody in the whole uh, in the whole deal in the whole town was getting sick. They were all dying yep. because of this, getting and that's where whatever, that's yeah. where you ended up having Bruce ending up helping you know this kid who came back as this glowing ghost type thing. Also, if you remember when he did get the injections and he had the gamma before he did die, he was having visions of the green door, all that stuff that was tying in, and that in my that was like the first thing we saw of the green door. We had no idea what was going on with I it. I know back then. we were totally. Still barely know anything what went on with it, but it's kind of it's kind of a neat thing here, though. When they say, you know, please don't do this, you know, you think it depends on that guy, and that's where you look, and there's that kid, and then even Betty's like, you know, that that's what I could smell. The boy in the tube Uh, was this you, and she's like, no, we found him like this. Banner tipped us off to it. He'd spent months in a grave. His mind was gone. You know, she's trying to ease the pain, and that makes Rick calm down. Rick actually actually ends up he was kind of floating at that point yeah. he ends up kind of not anymore she comes like, to the floor they, they make a big deal of that yeah yeah and he says well that goes a long way with me so she is trying to help so he kind of backs off with what they're doing but yeah you, you go back and, and the battle continues it's just a full out battle it, yeah, it's pretty much like you said sure. it, it's the gamut up people the alpha flight gamma flight they're fighting the shadow base deal and you do end up having Hulk full out getting to 14 and abomination and then he just spits that crap crap on him which then Again, just pretty much yeah. melts up the hulk and now he seems We've to had be this simple simple before, jack so- hulk I know. You know, yeah. Hulk. I, I feel Gash. like we've had this cliffhanger before when Cliff uh Rick Jones was in this abomination yeah. suit and 
I don't know. The the only yeah, disappointing so we'll part about on. this issue really to me is kind of the cliffhanger area because yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, it's a very quick here. deal. It's pretty much of a just a fight. So I, I can't say that this was the greatest issue of Hulk. I, I think that it was exciting. You had that. I love the Rick Jones part. I really like seeing yeah. Rick Jones uh, here going and then coming down when we do see. And that's a good callback to Dell. Uh, so I did like that. But the actual like Hulk that too, part, yeah. the actual abomination stuff, the, the only real big thing that I thought we got out of the abomination was the idea that the absorbing man tries to absorb him and says, I can't. Yeah. He's wrong. He's not right. Which obviously uh, isn't. I mean, I don't look know at if him. this is nitpicky of me or not, but I'm also kind of ready to wrap up this thread with the reporter. I mean, yeah, I, she yeah, doesn't I serve much purpose Tell to me. the overall I, I don't even, story other I than calling mind if we back get to done, her past yeah. constantly. I don't even mind if we get done 14 and Shadow Base. We've been doing that forever. And that's yeah, kind of what, what seems to be too. what ends up with Al Ewing's book here. We ended up with all the green door. We started getting tired of that by the end. Then we go to hell. We start getting tired of that. And that wasn't even as long. Then we're doing the Shadow Base stuff. I'm starting to get a little That's tired. That's been going of it. on and since the beginning, basically. Yeah, even so with I'm, I'm kind of yeah, I'm kind of getting a little tired of some of the stuff. And I think that what we're going to do is pe- people people love this. It, it is selling great. They I do. think that it's, it's the Marvel more, book. You it's know? it's more for Hulk. You know, fans, they're getting, you know, this book that everybody seems to love so they can be proud of it, things like that. But it is one of those things where each of these stories do tend to go a little bit too long for me and I start to get weary of it. And the only thing I can point to is... You know, Tom King Batman over at DC. I know. At that's points, what I you're was like, all right, this too. is okay. It's all right, this is cool. It's much more enjoyable, though. At, and then at the it just, time. but even then, though, that lasted too long. Storylines yep. never get tied up. They last too long, and I'm starting to get a little, you know, tired of this and want to move yeah. on to some no, I'm next in that story. Boat. So I'm we'll in see. That uh, even so, I, I'm still going to give it a. I could give it a six five. I'm going to give it a seven. I really like the art. The art is never a problem in this book. It always looks great. The colors I really like. I love you know the the green glows and and even with Betty with the the red glow. It it's always looks cool. It's just that it's just an extended fight. You learn a couple things and then end with a cliffhanger of Hulk yeah. and I'm like, oh, even look red at you, simple Betty is she's kind of yeah. been my. F- the fun character of the last handful of issues. And she doesn't really do much here. Exactly. That's my, that's a big issue too. All she can do is sniff her way to, you know, Gamma and that's what leads them to McGowan. Uh, But it does seem like you're coming to a head. I mean, everybody's, you know, there, you have it all set up to kind of go forward. We'll see. I, I also, I didn't even say, I love the part where you have Hulk just trash talking 14 when he's like, you know what? Heroes and villains, no match for order discipline. He's like, don't kid yourself. You are a dime store version of Ross, a dime store version of Blonsky and a dime store version of me. And that is a really, really good line coming from the Hulk. Just basically saying you're nothing. You are nothing. And then he spits on him and now he's, you know, falling apart. uh, We'll see how that goes, but you know, he's the immortal Hulk, but we'll see if that is because he ended up getting hit by that light uh he isn't going to heal as much as quickly as he did before stuff like that so we'll see how that goes um but yeah i'm going to give it a seven what would you give it yeah i'm I'm also going to give it a seven i mean i i it's kind of this in-between issue where i i love the fight issues but at the same time these cliffhangers in this hulk book when something dangerous or or you know death defying happens to hulk there's no 
you know, tension because he just comes yeah. back all the time. Well, so that's what I'm saying. You know, Maybe this is going to show us it's a little different, but we don't know. We're going to have to wait and I know. see. Yeah. You know, it, like it you said, at the end, you would almost think what, that he, when Rick yeah. Jones did it to at, him, though. At, at the, the end, when time. you're there, I would have liked a little more that this might be permanent. At least give us a little, you know, kind of tension till next issue. But yeah, like, you like said, Hulk at least has a scar yeah. under his eye or something. Yeah, you know? we've <laughs> only ever seen him come back from this stuff. So we'll have to see how that plays yeah. out. I, but, I like the art. I like the gross art in this issue and, yeah. and the entire series. I've been a big fan of that throughout, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready for some of these Hulk threads to be wrapped up and move on to the next big thing. Really, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I don't here. need this Batman seventy five issue story going on here. Yeah, yeah, we don't need that. So yeah, that's that. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. I said at the beginning. I also said it during the spotlight with Aaron. Uh, we will be having the next episode. Episode one oh six will come out next Monday, not Sunday night. We're going to end up doing it on Monday night so that we don't have to rush to do like a half half butt uh, episode when I get back from South Carolina. So we're going to do that. Uh, in the meantime, me and Brandon are going to have our Patreon spotlight that will still come out on Wednesday. We have a lot of other shows, Marvel shows and stuff like that. And if you want to get involved with that, go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience. Check it out. But that's it. That's the end of the podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed yes. it too, Brandon, after your Buffalo Bills won yeah, go Bills, in an right? unlikely win. I, I was shocked. <laughs> I, I, I kept Do looking you know at teams that turn it, it over four times in the first half are yeah, like that usually doesn't, eight in yeah. 300 yeah. and something. Yeah, that <laughs> usually doesn't happen. So, you know, know. luckily, that most of those teams did not end up playing Sam Darnold. Is what yes. I say. So good thing we'll the Jets are awful, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm telling so, you, at least I, at least sorry, they're not they're, the uh... Dolphins. The Dolphins are yeah. worse. Yeah, and my Eagles, they were down by 17. They came back and then crushed the the Redskins. It was crazy, and it was like yeah. a weird game where I was like, "Yeah, they're not going to win today." And then all of a sudden, no. I'm like, "Oh my, here we go!" Yeah, but yeah. I, I I flicked the game, uh, you know, because that was the other game we got up here. We flicked yeah. away. And we flick back, and all of a sudden the Eagles are in the lead. I'm like, I don't know what yep. happened here, but you know, the crazy. Eagles woke up. So, but yeah, they did. So yeah, it's cool. Football's going on right now. Uh, you know, well, Antonio Brown's now in your division, so you can love that. Right? Sop. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's there's got to be people, uh, the, people looking into that. People are lucky this is an edited podcast because th- yeah, that's really. a bunch of shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, I you would have said a little more. I know. I, I mean, ridiculous. me and my buddies, there were probably two different group texts I had going on my phone at the same time. Oh, he's going to the Patriots. He's going like us idiots knew that was going to yeah. happen. How, yeah. how, you know, that's and, and just the thing way is, too obvious. All in all, it's not even just that they went to the, he went to the Patriots. He, he went to the Patriots for less money than if they would have been, and the Steelers didn't want to trade him to the, the Patriots. Exactly. And the, yeah. They didn't want to trade the him. The Patriots so they, just didn't want to give up picks. That was the no, whole thing. They didn't thing. give so up picks. They didn't get them. money. Yeah. It seems exactly. it's crazy, but yeah, there you go. There's a little sports yeah. talk, but <laughs> hey, everybody, thanks a lot, uh, and we'll talk to you uh, next week. Later.